Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Brittany, happy 2022. Maddie, happy 2022, and you're back. I'm back. Peter and I fought to the death, and I won, so I'm here. Yes, I knew you could overpower him. I had no doubt. Just kidding. I'm back from maternity leave, and I would love to say a special thank you so much to Peter Valenzuela, who is an amazing co-host of the podcast. I really enjoyed listening to these podcasts while I was home with my baby. Gave me some entertainment (laughs) and some education too, but I'm really happy to be back, especially to be kicking off the new year. Yes, like you said, Big shout out to Peter. Gave him his kudos in the December episode. So excited you're back. Obviously, girl power. We love it. And you just had little baby Margot. So, I mean, more girls to celebrate with. So very exciting. Maddie, as you said, it's 2022. And I know it's cliche, but let's just do it. Let's just tell people our New Year's resolutions. Okay, you go first since you brought it up. Okay, so my true New Year's resolution is to stop hating on Frank Kaminsky so much. He's brought so much pain to my little Arizona Wildcat heart. And I'm going to be really nice to Frank because he's on the Suns and the Suns have just been on fire this season. And I need them to be holding a Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of the season. I think that means that I need to be nice to Frank. But if that doesn't happen, I also need to bring my lunch three days a week to work. I need to stop eating out as much, you know, make sure that budget's good and eat like meal prep for at least three days at work. That's another one. Okay. Well, I feel bad for Frank the Tank because I have like a soft spot in my heart for him because one time I went to a son's game and he had like his best game ever and I think he got 20 points or something. So I like him, but we'll just let it slide. (laughs) I now like him in the new year too. Okay. See, I'm already, I'm already doing it. I'm very inspired by your lunch plan. That's a really good one, man. I used to be really good about that, but I'm going to cut myself a break because I'm trying to like support a baby. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of babies and new things, my new year's resolution is to get back to running because I love running. And the weather's perfect right now. And I'm really hoping I can take that little baby with me in a jogging stroller. And we'll go out and just see all of Phoenix on a couple jogs. So, yeah, my goal is to go running once a week. That's a good goal. I'm starting small. And, I mean, you have a long way to build up. You've done the Rock and Roll Half Marathon, haven't you, Maddie? Yeah, I did. I did it in 20, oh, I guess it was 2020, back when we had races. Ha, huh, just kidding. Uh, they're back. But yeah, I did. I did the rock and roll half. I've done a few halves. I've done a marathon. I love to run. So let's get back to it. Yeah. Baby Mark, sit up straight so that mama can go <laughs> running with <laughs> And speaking of getting to it, today we have a very special guest, our very own Valley Metro CEO, Scott Smith, who is here to talk with us about what we can expect in the new year. Thank you, Scott, for joining us today. We're excited for 2022, but we want to know what you're excited about for the agency for 2022. You know, I think 2022 is going to be a pivotal year for Valley Metro in a lot of good ways. 2021 was outstanding. We're dealing with the COVID and I hope that 2022 gives us a true light at the end of the tunnel for COVID. 
But even during the COVID, our team did an amazing job in keeping buses and trains and paratransit vehicles moving people. And we were also building projects. And uh, we're going to open one of those projects in 2022, the, the Tempe Streetcar. And the two light rail uh, extensions are going to be even closer to completion through 2022 as we prepare the downtown for, even though this is jumping a little bit into 2023, but the Super Bowl, which is going to come to Phoenix in February of 2023. And we will play a big part of that through light rail and uh, through the downtown Phoenix area. And, you know, we're going to spend the whole year working on those projects, trying to improve service and also preparing for the big events like the Super Bowl. So I, I'm very positive about the, the things that are going to happen uh, with Valley Metro in 2022. Scott, obviously we were expecting Tempe Streetcar to open in 2021 and due to production delays, obviously there's been shortages because of COVID. When do you see us opening Tempe Streetcar in 2022? Right now, we're targeting springtime opening. We, we hope that we can get enough of the cars, streetcars in to be able to test them and to train our personnel and, the, and to start actually running them sometime in the spring. As you mentioned, this is one of the downsides of the pandemic, other than the, the, the human toll that's taken on everyone. But supply chains have been upset, and we've had the actual construction done for quite a few months. But you can't run a, a streetcar without streetcars. And our streetcar manufacturer in Brookville, Pennsylvania, has really struggled to bring all of the parts from all over the world. There's literally uh, millions of parts that go into a rail car like that, so very sophisticated rail car, and they've struggled with the supply chain issues. So we're looking to have those streetcars up and running. Now we have now four on site of the six that we have ordered, and we're looking to spend the next two or three months getting those ready and getting our staff ready, and then we'll open for riders. Yay, that will be such a fun day. So I want to talk a little bit about something that everyone loves, money. Specifically, we just had this huge national infrastructure bill passed. And so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the impact that you think it's going to have on Valley Metro, on how we operate, how we build projects. I know maybe not immediately in 2022, but that's something that's on the horizon. So how is that going to impact us? Well, the, the federal money uh, could have a huge impact on Valley Metro. And I say could. That's because in the trillion-plus-dollar infrastructure bill, there's a lot of money for transit and for transit projects. For example, the grant program that we used to fund much of our light rail extension was more than doubled. And so there's a lot of opportunities, but those opportunities face two obstacles. Number one, they don't happen overnight, and, there's, and they're very competitive. And the second thing is, is that the federal money always comes with the requirement that there be some sort of local participation. So it's going to be a little bit more competitive and harder to get the federal money. And it does take time, but we've got to make sure that our local ability is up there. And that's where the extension of Prop 400 comes in. Prop 400 is the half cent sales tax and the transits portion of that, that we've used for several years to invest or to pay our local match that is required for all the light rail projects that we have. That tax runs out in 2025. And all the projects that come after the ones that are currently out of construction would require either a local city to put up money or for that tax to be extended past its expiration date so there would be the regional money available to be able to bring in the federal participation. 
So we're going to see how it goes. In 2022, I believe that there's going to be some legislation presented to the state legislature that has to approve calling an election to extend Prop 400. And if the legislature approves that, then in November of 2022, I think there's a good chance we'll have an election within the region to see if the citizens of Maricopa County are willing to extend that half-cent sales tax. And if they are, then that will open up the coffers of federal monies to hopefully come in to fund projects here in Metro Phoenix, including uh, light rail and streetcar and whatever kind of extensions we want to get. Scott, I don't mean to seem like the Debbie Downer, but let's say that that Prop 400 extension doesn't make it on the ballot in 2022. What repercussions does that have? Well, as I've said, the tax expires in 2025. So one of the reasons to maybe put it on the ballot in 2022. If it doesn't pass, maybe uh, leaders can go back to the drawing boards and come up with a plan that would be more palatable to voters and bring it back in 2024. And if it passes in 2024, then the money will still be available. It would certainly delay things a lot because if it passes in 2022 to become effective in January 2026, that means you know you've got a revenue stream and you can start planning. You can start committing you can start doing things that within would unleash this federal money, which isn't going to be available till 2025 or 2026 anyway. And you really can get ahead of the game. If the tax doesn't pass in 2022 and does pass in 2024, well, you've lost a couple of years. It's not fatal, but it certainly would be more difficult to maintain projects. If the tax fails to pass and is not extended, that would be devastating for transit in Metro Phoenix because they're literally hundreds of millions of dollars over the 20, 25-year life of, of both Prop 400 and Prop 400 extension, that would then not be available. And basically, the program would be frozen in time for all intents and purposes. Yikes. Well, we're not going to think about that happening because it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to ask, do you have any New Year's resolutions for the agency coming up in 2022? Yeah, it's... I hadn't thought of it as a New Year's resolution, but I definitely have a goal and objective. And that is to basically get into a groove in 2022. And when I say that, we've had a lot of big challenges in the previous year. Everyone was caught off guard with COVID. We've now learned to deal with it and to learn to work around it and through it. And I hope that there's some sort of normalcy that is restored in 2022. Also, we've moved from the real challenge of getting projects funded to where we're actually building projects. And we're moving uh, the, our two big projects on the rail side rapidly along toward their completion in 2023 and 2024. So I'm hoping that we get into this groove, both from operations, now that we've learned to deal with the impacts of uh, the new normal and the COVID pandemic, and also from a construction standpoint, now that we've received the funding, that's not a challenge for us because we've signed agreements, we've committed monies, we can focus on building things and building them right. I think that's something that I'm really pointing toward and I'd like to see us go into the next gear, shift into that next gear, because we don't have to worry about some of the basics that we did when we were moving from 2020 into 2021. Scott, you said the agency was resilient during the pandemic and we continue to serve at a high level to make sure that we were continuing to connect communities and enhance lives. What is the thing that you were most proud of of our agency coming out of the pandemic? Well, I think that the thing I'm most proud of coming out of the pandemic is the way we went into the pandemic. 
I think people forget that when we were first hit with this thing called COVID-19, we didn't know really how bad it was. If you'll recall, we thought that touching surfaces would get us, that being in the same room would get us infected, that this was a deadly disease that we really had no answers for. And yet in that time, we had a group of men and women who showed up, who continued to every day, and in spite of the risks and the unknowns, showed up and drove and maintained buses and trains and did construction and kept the system running. I'll forever be proud of that because I think that uh, the so-called essential workers that worked, our transit workers, were not only essential, but they, they really were heroes because we didn't know what we were dealing with. We knew it was bad. We knew that it had changed the world, and we did not miss any service. As a matter of fact, we ended up reducing some service simply because, like Express, there was nobody going to work. But our day-to-day -day service, we kept on the streets and we kept delivering people to their jobs, especially those essential workers, the healthcare workers, the public safety workers that relied upon public transportation. And we sometimes forget about how noble that was and how absolutely incredible that was. And I will never forget that. And I will always be proud of the way that our agency and the men and women who make up Valley Metro responded, delivered, and in many ways made it seem easy. And it wasn't. It really wasn't. And that's what I'll be proud of. Thinking about the future and what's ahead, are there any really innovative transit or transportation solutions that you see evolving in the next few years that we're going to be able to take advantage of? Well, that's an interesting question, because if you would have asked me that, that question two years ago, uh, there would have been all sorts of things on the table. Autonomous vehicles were at their peak. Rideshare, you know, the Ubers and Lyfts, and how's that going to impact transit? And we were really looking for the next great innovation that would take us through the next decade or so of transit because we knew that things would change. We understood that we had to move more people more efficiently, and we needed those these innovations to be able to do that. One of the things that has really been impacted by the pandemic is we've gone from how do we prepare for the next generation of transit and with all these innovations to what is, asking ourselves, what is the next generation? Everyone in the industry is really scrambling with that idea. What does the workplace look like? Are people going to come downtown? Is teleworking going to be the wave of the future? What does a hybrid model look like? And therefore, what is the role of public transportation? We're only a little over halfway back as far as ridership from our pre-pandemic days. And so I think you've seen, while we're still looking at innovation, we're really focusing on trying to define who we are going forward. There's not quite as much talk about, although we still have a we still have pilot programs and we're looking at it, at autonomous vehicles and what role they will play. We're looking at partnering with Ubers and Lyfts to do it. It's not quite as vibrant as it was. And I think the greatest challenge for public transportation now in Valley Metro will be to define what the future looks like. And when I talk about the future in the next two years, and then you'll see some a return to uh, focusing on new modes of transit and new ways to transport all of these people. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a settling down, finding ourselves, refreshing uh, the idea box, and we'll get back into that innovation again. I think you'll find that it will come from a combination of technologies such as autonomous vehicles, such as 
engaging private companies and things like rideshare along with public companies like Valley Metro in providing a hybrid transit and transportation system. I just don't know how it will play out now. It's less obvious now than it was before the pandemic. Scott, you're retiring in June, as you've announced. What is something on your bucket list to accomplish before you leave the agency? Yeah, I don't know if you would call it a bucket list, but I'm certainly thinking back to my Boy Scout days. And when you're a Boy Scout, and I went through the whole thing to the Eagle Scout mode, you were indoctrinated into one simple thing, and that's always leave someplace better than you found it. And especially when you're talking about a campsite or someplace like that. My goal and my main obligation for me, personal obligation, is I want to make sure that when I hand the reins of this organization over to my successor, that it will be something that he or she can build upon, not try to repair. I'm more confident in Valley Metro as an organization than I've ever been. I think from organizationally, the men and women who are here are the best. They're on their game and we're set up to do great things, greater things. And that's really what I want to accomplish before I leave is, is basically to turn the keys over and say, here it is. It's running. This machine is humming right along. Don't screw it up. Make it better. And if I can accomplish that, I'll be happy. Scott, what are you going to do when you leave us? Well, first of all, I'm going to miss all of you. I really am. I I find when I when I move from opportunities that, that you know it's always time to move on to new adventures. But I always miss the people, and I'm really going to miss the people. I, I found that people who work at Valley Metro are not only extremely talented, but they're incredibly passionate about what we do. That's very exhilarating for me to be around people who believe in in what they do, believe in their mission, are good at it. And every day they show up. And for us, as you mentioned, it's about connecting communities, enhancing lives. I'm going to miss that. Immediately what I'm going to do is I'm going to go travel some. Whether it's uh, we're out of the pandemic or not, we're going to, my wife and I are planning a road trip and we're going to be gone for, I don't know how many weeks or months or who knows. I'm sure I'll, I'll get active doing something else because I still believe that I can have an impact. I can make a difference. I don't know where or in what way or in what area. But I've really grown to to love public service. And since I ran for elected office, just not ever planning on doing that, I've sort of gotten the bug and I would really, not for elected office, but just to be involved and to make a difference. So I'm going to find some place or some way that I can do that when I leave Valley Metro. And I'm as long as I'm able and I'm focused, I hope that I can be of benefit to somebody that'll help you know enhance uh, the, our communities. Maybe the Mesa CTC will have a spot for you. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's the case. You know, it's, it's interesting because in my career, I've actually never, even from my first job on, I've never had a grand plan. I know there are some people who have plotted out what they want to do for, the, for their 30, 40 years that they work. I've never had that plan. Everything has always been, I don't want to say spur of the moment, but it seems like it's been spur of the moment. And I've had almost five different careers, everything from being a CPA to a consultant to a, a, an attorney for a little while to owning a home building company, serving as a mayor, and now running a transit. They've all been so different, and yet they've all had a common thread. And that is, it seems like my education, my personal and professional experience seem to prepare me for what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to end up doing something. I have no idea what it will be involved in. But I do know that whatever it is, 
it'll be building upon my life. And, and that's, I guess that's all you can hope for is that the things you've been able to do, you've enjoyed and you've grown from one to the next and uh, one opportunity, to the next opportunity, and you've added to your skill set and your talents and your wisdom. And I, I just hope I can do that. Scott, you'll be taking your electric vehicle on your road trip, right? I can't because I don't know. I don't have any place to charge it. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Doesn't Google tell you where there's charging stations? Yeah, but I don't want to get stuck out in the middle of Kansas with nothing to do. And my, my electric vehicle, well, it's good, but it only gets about 185 to 200 miles. Mm. Oh, that's a lot of stops for a road trip. <laughs> yeah, it is. My wife and I are going, we bought an RV about a year ago, and I never envisioned myself as being an RVer. And I don't, I, looking back, I still don't even know why we bought the RV because we've never done that. We went on one trip with my kids and said, wow, this is a lot of fun. So we ended up buying an RV right beginning of the pandemic. And we've been traveling a lot in that and have thoroughly enjoyed it. We've gone to national parks. I've never, I've driven by a lot and never stopped at. Mm -hmm. So we've hiked in Zions and Arches and Joshua Tree and just, and all sorts of places like that. And we've really grown to uh, enjoy that, that uh, getaway and that lifestyle. And uh, we're going to, we're going to uh, test it, check it out on a more consistent basis after we leave. That sounds like a lot of fun adventures planned for 2022. <laughs> we certainly hope so. Is there anything you want to say to the agency? No, just thank you for having me here on NPR. It's been great to, uh, <laughs> No, I, the one thing I would say to the agency and to the members is once again, it's such a privilege and an honor for me to be part of this organization and to be involved in the things we do. We really do change people's lives. We really do have an impact every single day on people and their families, and that's something special. I like to say this, I believe this is a very noble calling to be involved in public transportation and in connecting our communities and enhancing people's lives. And I hope that everyone else feels that and understand that. And if you don't, you know, go out in the system, talk to people, get to know people who have benefited or rely on our system. And I think you'll get a different perspective, a more personal perspective as to what it means to be part of the Valley Metro team. And hope everyone in 2022, if you're not there, try it. I think you'll enjoy it when you get there and realize that what you do matters. It matters personally, it matters on a bigger scale to our communities, but if you ever wonder if what you're doing is important, go out in our system and talk to people. And I think you'll find that, yeah, it's a big deal. And you're part of that. And I, I would just say be proud of that. Maddie, fun fact about me, Valley Metro is my longest job ever. And you know what? I love working here. I love being here. And Scott Smith is one of those reasons. I think that the culture and the morale that we have here coming together and doing really whatever it takes. You know, they've ingrained that in us. And I think that so many people show that daily, that it's an amazing place to work. And I'm glad I'm here. And I'm glad that you're here with me. I'm glad that I'm here too. And I definitely agree. I think, you know, thinking about the end of the year, we just had wrapping up the Mesa Santa Express, all hands on deck from operations to our communications and strategic initiatives, the community relations team, our allied security team. I think that was just a great example we just had of so many people coming together, putting on this great experience for the public. And yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's really encouraging to be in such a positive workplace where we want to do our best. We're dedicated to our mission. And 
yeah, I hope because you love being here with Scott Smith, that doesn't mean you're trying to leave when he leaves because then what are we going to do? Oh, no. You're stuck with me for a while, Maddie. Don't think you're getting out of that so easy. (laughs) Okay, phew. (laughs) Maddie, speaking of ideas for the new year and plans that we have coming up, we want people to give us ideas for the podcast. We're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you have a monthly episode of the podcast. If you haven't listened to the past 27 episodes, get on that, okay? But we always love providing content that people from the agency want to hear. So if you have ideas for the podcast, where should they go, Maddie? They should email podcast at valleymetro.org. And you know, we've been doing this for a couple years now. Maybe I should add my other New Year's resolution is that people will email us content ideas for the podcast so that we can have them on. (laughs) Maybe this is the year that it's going to happen. So please don't be shy. Even if you just think you're interesting and want to talk, we will take that. Send us an email, podcast at valleymetro.org. Well, I'm excited that I can finally say once again, for Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. Meet you at the next stop. Stop.